Alright, so we are back with another NHL episode. We will be recapping the second round and giving you our predictions for the conference finals, aka the third round, and more to come. Richard, we'll start with you. Nine shots on goal for all the Winnipeg forwards tonight. Suzuki can't get it to the net. Blocked by Pullman as they battle in the corner. Caulfield picks it up and scores! Series winner! And the Cinderella story from the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs continues. The Montreal Canadiens have swept the Winnipeg Jets four games. Game one was close. The rest of the series, not so much. Winnipeg seemed to fall off, and Mark Shifley was suspended for four games. I think it really took a toll on the Jets, and they just weren't able to recover from that. I mean, Pat, what did I say? I said, don't sleep on the Canadiens. You laughed at me in my face, and guess what? The Canadiens sweep the Jets. I didn't think they would sweep them. I thought they'd win, but this is an incredible win for the Canadians. Uh, they're representing Canada. I mean, I think they're the by far the weakest team coming into the playoffs. Not even right now. And I don't know if they're going to beat Vegas. We'll talk about that later. But Kerry Price is, I mean, he's just, he's the story of the series. They're still not good. <laughs> like, I, I, I swear. Mark Shifley got, he got, I mean, that's, Mark Shifley got, I don't even know what to say. He got destroyed. By that, by that suspension, I don't think it was. I don't think it warranted four games. I think when you take away the heart and soul of a team like that, there's right. no chance they can come back in a series. Um, but still, like Montreal is just not that good. Can yeah, they, I don't think Canada is that good this year. I think yeah. Vegas has a cakewalk to the final. I think they'll get it done in four games. If they get lucky, they'll get they'll get it done in five. If Montreal can win, can somehow sneak a game out. Um, Carey Price is hot, but how hot? I mean, how hot can a goalie stay? He right. can't. There's no way he hasn't had an off game, pretty much. There's yeah. no way he's gonna be able to have. I don't know how many. It'll take. There's no way he can have. You know, thirty hot games. It just can't happen. Eventually, he's gonna cool down. Vegas is the team that'll cool him down. They'll take. They'll take forty shots. Their defense won't give him an inch. At the end of the day, Montreal's gonna be a good team. They're building something very strong up there. But right now, I you can't tell me Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki. And uh, and Shea Weber are going to win you a conference final. It just can't right. happen. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, Tyler Toffoli's been playing great though in that series. But I agree with you. Like, how good was their run? Because they didn't really play anyone. They played the the classic choke Maple Leafs, and then a weak mm-hmm. Jets, in my opinion, and w- without their best player. So, and then you go to play Vegas. I think that's just they're going to run them over. But I got props to the Canadians. You know, no one expected them. So. And no one, mm-hmm. definitely no one expected the sweep, but yeah, I, right. Like you said, how far can Carey Price lead you to the promised land? And there's two things I think with the Canadians. There's one, obviously, the rest factor, and their game is on Monday. Game one is on Monday, and the rest factor with Carey Price. Can he stay hot for that long with a long stretch off? And then two, can the young guns thrive off of what Carey Price is doing? You mentioned Caulfield, Suzuki, Kakaniemi has been productive for them. Tyler mm-hmm. Toffoli's been great. I think looking at that, can the young guns thrive off of what Montreal and especially Carey Price is doing? I don't think it's enough to take down any of these these three teams remaining. But if there's one thing in the Stanley Cup playoffs, expect the unexpected, and that's what we're seeing here now. Puck sent back out to McNabb, and then across for a drive by Theodore.
leads us in to the Colorado Avalanche versus Vegas Golden Knights series. They played Montreal, and the winner was Vegas in six games. And to me personally, after game two, Nathan McKinnon just quit until game six. That he really did. Either he quit or Vegas did a phenomenal job. I think it's a little bit of both. He just wasn't productive enough, and that's what you need from a superstar player. Right. I mean, th- that first line had four goals in the first game, and then after, and then after, like you said, after the second game, I think they had like one or two goals the rest of the series. They were just absolutely shut down. McKinnon went in game three, four, five, didn't have a single point, and he got two points in game game six, but it didn't didn't end up mattering just because I mean, it, it was far from over by then. And I, I'm so proud of this team. We didn't give up. I mean. Phew, Mark Andre Fleury played great. That's what we needed him to do. We, I, I'm just, I can't believe it. I mean, we shut down the Avalanche. I mean, down two nothing to the Avalanche. You don't think you're coming back? Guess what? We answer right back. Mark Stone. I mean, his leadership. I don't think we would have done it without him, to be honest. That that the misfit line, the second line, been on the, uh, been one of the starting lines since the franchise existed. I mean, they are carrying us to victory right now. Willing Carlson has like 11 points. Marshall has like six goals. Like. I think it's five in his last four games. Something ridiculous. They're just playing great. This team is playing great hockey, and we're red hot playing a pretty weak Canadian team. I I look at the at this series, and I, I've been riding with Vegas since the start of the season. I felt like there there's no way that this team is gonna go. Is I, I still think they're gonna win the cup. I don't. I, I said I didn't think there was any way that this Vegas team was gonna have a window. And to have their window closed without them getting a cup. Um, and I think this is the year they're going to get it done because the window is definitely closing. Flurry's not going to play this incredible at 39-40. I, I, mean, right. I have to assume. I right. mean, right now he's already defying the odds at 36. But huge series win for, for Vegas. Uh, you just it, you see the experience on a team like this where not a lot of teams, when they go down 2-0 and, and the first game, they get... The doors blown off them. You know they're exhausted after a seven-game series. They get destroyed seven-one, um, and then the next game is a game they probably should have won, and they just couldn't get it done. That's enough to break the backs of a lot of teams right. that have lesser experience in Vegas. But I mean, you see all the guys on that roster. They're like they're just the depth that they have is is second to none. Uh, you know they the third line. I think Tuck is riding the third line. You know on almost any other team in hockey, he's up second. He's a top six guy. You know, the defense is deep. And I don't even think Shea Theodore is playing his best hockey right now. Yeah. And they can still survive without him, you know, putting up the points that he did last year. Uh, and Colorado, you know, Nathan McKinnon's press conference was pretty raw after. It was it was, it was was tough to watch, you know. I like him, and it's disappointing to see, like, he has – he just struggled so badly to end this series when he started at Red Hot. And then last year in the conference final – or last year in the second round when – he, you know, the one game out of the entire playoffs, he doesn't have a point. They lose in game seven, you know. And my, my heart breaks for that guy. Um, I don't think that they're anywhere near done. I think their window is opening right now. This is the first year where they're like, all right, they can go win a cup now. I think maybe last year, but... And, and he said in his press conference, like, it's going to be his ninth year, and he hasn't. He still has not won anything, you know. Right. Uh, and it just you wonder how long will it be until... They can support all these guys and keep them all here. I mean, Landeskog's right. time is coming coming to an end pretty soon. Um, of course, they're still opening up with with Byram and and Kale McCarr, but like it's just disappointing to see like every time they need it, like like they need the things to work right, something just goes wrong. Like Grubauer does not have his best end of the series by any right. means. 
you know, and the and for the rest of the season he's a Vesna finalist. It's just uh, honestly I don't know what else Colorado can do except just keep moving forward and and try to be better next year. Right, and like you said, Shea Theodore definitely not even close to as good as he was in the bubble. I mean, he was phenomenal in the bubble, but mm-hmm. this this year, so there's a player that sticks out to me who's been phenomenal, and that's Alex Petrangelo. He, I feel like he's gotten right. a star of the game almost every game. He's blocking shots, he's jumping, and I mean, he's playing good defense. Very few turnovers. I haven't noticed any, and I, I'm proud of how he's playing. I mean, and he's a cup winning captain. I mean, that's the the veteran that you need on the team. That's who you want to lead your defensive core to a cup. Someone who's done it. Someone who's been there. Yeah, and I mean, I just look at this team and I just think how good of a job Pete DeBoer is doing. And right. he's he's an experienced coach. He's been to several finals, and I really think he could lead this team. And he's doing a great job. And and another stat, I mean, we we played from behind almost the entire series. In five of the six games, the Avalanche scored first. Which is and we that's how and we battled from behind. We came back, we stuck it in their face, and we said, "Let's score it right back." So uh, this was a great series, entertaining, and I'm glad Vegas came out. And I think this, this Vegas team. One thing, this Vegas team is so likable too. Like they have so many characters that it's hard to root against. Um, outside of Ryan Reeves, pretty much like Pete DeBoer. Yeah. You know he's such a great coach, and he's had so many chances to win the cup. He just couldn't get it done. You know, and now he's got a shot with this expansion team. Like. Alex Petrangelo is a likable guy too, and I think I think a lot of hockey is rooting for Vegas. Um, I feel like it's two sides of a coin. Like a lot of people are rooting for Vegas, and then if you're not, you like despise Vegas. Absolutely. You think they kind of like cheated the system with how good they were. Right. Uh, and like expansion teams shouldn't be this competitive. You're right, and you mentioned Pete DeBoer. Like he's had a lot of screw-ups in his time. Like especially in Stanley Cup Finals. Like he hasn't. He's been mm-hmm. outcoached in Stanley Cup Finals before. But this year, in this round, he played the long game. And I, and I mentioned Eddie Olchek said this in the broadcast in, like, Game 5, I think. He started Robin Leonard in Game 1, and then he gave Marc-Andre Fleury time to rest. Right. And I think that was a great move by Pete DeBoer because, as I said, the long game is going to win you in the end. It's not one game that's going to win you the Stanley Cup unless you're about to win the Stanley Cup. Second round, play the long game. You have a chance to do that. And I've never seen a team buy into a system like Pete DeBoer has made players buy into blocking shots. I think they have the most blocked shots, and I think it's by a cl- not far margin. Like, they block yeah. a lot of shots. We have, the, we have the most in the playoff steps now, most in the regular season. Alec Martinez led the league in block shots. I mean, like, yeah. Alec, Alec Martinez is such a, is a hell of a player. Really. I think he's extremely he's underrated. Great, I mean, he's, he's one of the most underrated defensemen, I think, because, you know, there's not as much love as there used to be for defensive defensemen, you know, guys that they, I mean, he can play some offense, but really he'll make his bones on the back end. Um, like, he's just diving. Him and Petrangelo, I feel like their knees are on the ice every single time there's a shot. Like, they're always down on the ice. They're getting it. Petrangelo saved a goal. Uh, I don't know what game it was, but he dived in front of a wide-open net, saved the goal. Um, and Alec Martinez, he's always putting his body in front of shots. And that that's 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 what I see mainly out of this team and the Islanders team. Those are two teams that I think buy into their system more than anyone else. Uh, and they just they give everything they have for each other, which is why I, I really like this Vegas team so much. Right. I mean, to prove your point, they they won, we won a game five because of a blocked shot. We gave Mark Stone a breakaway, mm-hmm. boom, scored. And, I mean, I, in my opinion, whoever won that overtime game is going to win the series. And Vegas won, and then Vegas wins the series. I mean, it's such a tough spot for the Avalanche. You lose at home in overtime. It only, like I said last week, it only you only takes one game. You steal it on the road. You win the series. 
Just gotta steal one game on the road, you win the series. That's what Vegas did. They won all three at home. They still won on the road, win the series like that. And yeah, I'm I'm just incredibly proud of this team, and I hope we can make a cup, win a cup. I mean, Jones the puck free. Morgan Geeky, his pass hit off a skate, and it's grabbed by Lorenz. He over skates, and it's Colton the other way. Ross Colton from the circle shoots, scores. Ross Colton, two nothing Tampa. Well, if Vegas is going to make the cup final, they're going to have to face one of two teams. The first team we'll talk about is the Tampa Bay Lightning. They took care of business against Carolina in five games. And Carolina took one game in the series because Peter Morazic and the defense did enough. But other than that, Tampa Bay pretty much dominated the series, and it was not close in any of those games. Right. I mean, and that's, I mean, Vasilevsky is just the big, I mean, he's just a massive X factor. He's playing great like last year. I mean, he's phenomenal. He's young, decently young, and. Yeah, this was just domination. One game went into overtime, but after that, I mean, the Hurricanes could not score any goals. And I mean, if you look at the if you look at the wins for the Lightning, they won three games just scoring two goals. One game scoring three goals. That's because of their defense. And I mean, Kucherov's been producing like crazy. I mean, you you gave the guy like a year off, and like we said before, he could have played probably the end of the regular season, but he didn't. Got some rest, and that I mean, that's just proving how good of a decision that was leading the NHL and playoff points. Brian Point's playing great. Killorn's playing great. I mean, this the defense is phenomenal on this team. The offense is phenomenal. This team this team scares me. I really think they could go back-to-back if they had the chance. I got to say, I mean, Killer, I think, is playing maybe the best playoffs that I had in the Lightning. Honestly, he might, he might not have the most points, but he is playing so I – and mean, for, his, for, his, for his usual role, he is dominating the ice. He's playing all over the sheet. Um – Getting a ton of points as well, playing a ton of minutes, blocking shots. Yeah, and he's you watch the game, and he, you know he's not like the prettiest player, but boy, he forechecks so hard on every puck. There was a play uh, against he was going back on Dougie Hamilton. I think it was a one on one like race to the puck. He he but he muscles his way in front of Hamilton, draws the power play. They go and put the puck in the net off that. Like that's that intangible stuff that that you don't necessarily see with the dangles, but he just puts in such an effort for this team, and that's one of the reasons why they're. They're so they're so good, and, you know, not just because they have the, all these top end guys, you know, um, but they also have the hard working players who can who can get it done on both ends of the ice, like Killorn. Uh, and it's a good series for Carolina. I still think they're early, even though they had a great regular season. I still think they're early. Nadalkovich, he's a stud. He's going to be a beast. Calder, Calder, finalist. Um, Aho is going to be a, a Aho is going to be an amazing player. I love this guy, Marty Nietzsche. Never really heard of him outside of the playoffs, but boy, he can fly. Uh, I love the way he plays. Tara Vinen's obviously a great player. Um, and I think they have the pieces to be a very, very good team in the next in the next five years. It's just, will they be able to kind of get over the hump of other juggernauts around them like Tampa, especially with Vasilevsky? I mean, that guy is so good. He, he just gets in the zone where you're... Like, you don't yeah. think a puck's ever going to go past him again. He gets in these zones in the game where, like, you'll see him, and he it looks like he's just in such a flow state where there's no chance anything's getting by him. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. And I think a turning point in the series, or at least a crucial point in the series, was the game-winning goal in Game 1 when Nedeljkovic m- misplayed the puck and it just went through his five-hole. I think that was a turning point because that's a save Vasilevsky makes 99% of the time. Nadelkovich let that in. I think that was key in that aspect. But you mentioned Tampa's depth. 
they have depth all over the place. They have depth on their third and fourth lines, and they have depth on their second and third pairs on, on the back end. I think they're such a deep team, and there's a reason why I think you could say they're the best team in the league. There's a reason why you can say they're going to go back-to-back, and they've proven that right. They proved that last year wasn't a fluke because they were in the bubble. I've heard that before. Um, Tampa is for real. They are. They could potentially be the next dynasty if you think about it. Taylor Hall the outside for Krejci, 65 seconds left. Pellet to the wall, Sasekis, Pajot, Clutterbuck with a yawning cage. He hits it! They will play the winner of the Boston Bruins and the New York Islanders, which New York won 4-2. to two. And I've been saying it ever since they beat Pittsburgh. Their offense is efficient as it comes. They have the most goals scored in the playoffs. And a stout Bruins defense fell apart. And they just, the Islanders picked them apart, really. And that's an outcoach from Barry Trotz. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely wrong about this. I thought the Bruins would win, and I was wrong. Uh, Bruins kind of fell apart a little bit. But I don't blame them because Barry Trotz is just an f- absolutely phenomenal coach in the playoffs. The system they have going is, I mean, they have the best defense and they've scored the most goals in the playoffs. So, I mean, what does that say about your team? They're just playing phenomenal hockey. I mean, Barzell is just all over the ice, it feels like. But how about Barry Trotz, guys? I mean, this dude, every year in the playoffs, makes a run. Really, that's what it seems like. He is... He, like I said earlier, like the players just believe in his system so much that like you know it's not it's not glamorous hockey by any means. You know people call them you know the boring the boring Islanders. You know right. they'll just score a goal and then and then pin you in pin you in the zone and they're not you like you never get another shot again. Uh, and and you know it's tough usually you would think guys like Barzell who have so much skill even though they can't really showcase all the time with the system they have to play. But even guys like him that are such high skill players they buy into the system because they believe in winning. Um, you know, Trotz has been an NHL coach for a long, long time. He has got a body of work to, to show how good he is. And honestly, I, you got to look at Lula Morello. He's just such a right. great GM. I mean, I think the deadline move of the year right now is gotta ha- it's gotta be um, it's gotta be Palmieri to to right. the Islanders. He Palmieri is playing like the Colin Smythe winner right now. I think if the playoffs ended today, and the Islanders had to pick guy, I think Palmieri, Palmieri along there with Varlamov and. You know, maybe Barzell or Eberle, like those guys, I think are the are the frontrunners for the Conn Smythe, and and Palmer wasn't even on the team, you know, seven weeks ago. So it's just the Islanders team has that. I think if I'm the Golden Knights, who are gonna go to the Cup, there's no chance to lose to Montreal. I'm way more scared of the Islanders Absolutely than not. Tampa. Absolutely because, not. And I know you described. Absolutely like, not. I'm way close. more scared Nine of the Islanders. Close. The Islanders, because the Islanders will just beat you down. They'll only shoot 17 shots, but they'll win the game 2-1 and, and get outshot by 23. And the just back-breaking goals that they'll put in with, like, 30 seconds left to win the game one nothing, And that's just such a, so hard for a team to come back from. Um, I think, and I think, I think Vegas could control Tampa. Uh, we saw them control high-skilled teams like they did Colorado. Um, but we really haven't seen him play an Islander-style team. Where I know, just but the, the, and pound and because because the Islander the Islanders play a brand of hockey most similar to Vegas out of any of the teams left. They play the most similar game to Vegas, where they'll forecheck super hard, they'll get hungry on pucks, they'll bang bodies down below, um, and they scare me. Considering, I mean, the amount of guys they have that that have like eight points plus is there's, there's a ton. They're all logging solid minutes with. Uh, 
a defense that might not put in the most goals, but like Pollock, Pellock, Mayfield, you know, Green, all those guys, they, I don't want to see them. But Pat, they don't have Vasilevsky in that. They don't have them. Well, you could, you could, you could, st- mind, you could stick any goalie in the Islanders system and they would be amazing. I'm just going to say it. Okay, Vasilevsky is a generational talent. This Tampa team is has way more depth, and that's what wins you series in the late game. Depth if you're in a six-seven game good. series, a system's not going to win you a game. Okay, I'm saying a depth is going to win you a game. If the Islanders get to the cup, I think they're winning it. That's all I'm saying. I think if the Islanders can figure, and, and I you don't think Tampa is going to win if they make it, I think Vegas is a better matchup. Than I, I the just Islanders have to disagree. are such a sneaky good, like that game against the Bruins where. Barzell just gets that lucky goal, really, or not necessarily lucky goal, but like a bounce just gets to his stick. Bang, that's the game. I knew when they scored that goal, like they're not gonna let another one. They just, I don't. If I'm the, if I'm Vegas, the Islanders are on a bus that's just rolling right now. Like they're just, they're so competitive. The Coliseum, this is the last season of the Coliseum. That's definitely a factor. Those Islanders fans, right. they get out on the island, they go crazy. And I gotta say, I mean, I think if Tampa, I think if you guys see Tampa, I think you beat them. I don't like. I think if the Islanders see the, if the Islanders see the cup, they're not gonna let it out of their hands. I just, I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, I can't. Sorry, I can't agree with that. I mean, I, I just, I can't, I can't. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I don't know. Let's let's talk about the Bruins real quick. Um, again, I think the main thing here was that there was only one line of production, and that's been a recurring problem with them and there's three reasons that you can blame like Bruins fans can blame this and um I think one is Tukarask he was not 100% um I think if you're Bruce Cassidy I think maybe Jeremy Swayman was an option maybe Yarzov Halak there's an option there um defense and special teams as I said game five and game six I think they gave up the Islanders just dominated and the Bruins didn't have an answer and then the final reason to blame I think if you're a Bruins fan would be Bruce Cassidy, because I think the underlying story of this series was him calling the Islanders the New York Saints. I really do think that was the case. Uh, Because, like, when do you see a Stanley Cup winning head coach down his opponent like that, or disrespect his opponent like that? Right, I don't know what they're doing When do you see that? Like, look at the past coaches. Mike Sullivan, Barry Trotz, Greg Berube, and John Cooper. Have they ever talked bad about their opponents or the refs before? Nope. I don't think they have. Yeah, I mean, you also can't give a team their nickname. You can't give right. a team the like, New on. York Saints. Like, come on. it's so far off. Like, I don't even know where he was going with it. Right. Like, I guess maybe New Orleans Saints, but still, like, they got they were on the wrong end of the call. I mean, so that, I don't that, understand. That like, is selfish to your team, in my opinion. I mean, you. I mean, I, that's just you make it a circus. Like, not a good leader. What are you gonna do? You call out the refs. Like, you know, you're getting fined, and what does it help? You're in the playoffs. Like. Right. These refs are here for, like you said, these refs are here for a reason. You know, like, they're not going to go, I don't think they're going to call in an even game. It's just, it, it's it's a stupid, it's a stupid thing to do. Right. And, I mean, the Boston Bruins, like you said, Richard, I mean, their top players performed above and beyond. Marsha and Pasternak ate 15 points in nine games. And, uh, sorry, 15 points in 11 games is crazy. McAvoy's amazing. Marsha played amazing. And then you see after Krejci, Massive dip in points, and mm-hmm. that's how they lost because they didn't have any because they didn't have any depth to help them out. They had the top, they had the, like yeah. the top kind of, not even six, the top four or five really, and then right. after that, absolutely nothing produced. I also want to say one more thing is that uh, is that I think 
one defensively wise, one I think if Carlo plays the last two games, I think it could be a different right. outcome. Mm-hmm. He's such a big player, especially on the penalty kill when they got destroyed. I think it was game five on the penalty kill five, or yeah. four. Game five in the penalty kill where they let up four or five four goals on five power plays. Carlos plays a huge role in that PK. And also, I think if Tory Krug is still on this roster and he's not in St. Louis, I, agree. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it could easily be a different series. Right. Um, we'll talk about the Tampa Bay and Bo- and New York series right now. Uh, this is a rematch from last year in which Tampa won in six games in overtime. Um, both of these rosters look very similar from what they were last year, apart from the additions of Kyle Palmieri. David Savard on both sides. Um, I think this. I think this goes the distance. I really do. I really think it does. Um, this is a great coaching matchup. Two, they're two of the last three Stanley Cup champion coaches here, in Barry Trotz and John Cooper. Obviously, last year, um, and I think a key for the for the Islanders is that Matt Barzell finally looks like the superstar player or a star player that he is. Um, I think he really broke out after he scored that goal uh, in Game Three which really kind of opened up him, and that can open up the team in a way because, as I said in previous episodes, Brock Nelson, Anthony Bovilli, and Josh Bailey have been consistent as they come this postseason, and they were consistent as they come last postseason, and you add in the depth that they have, this can go the distance. However, on the other side, I think Tampa has the better goaltender, I think they have the better depth on defense, and I just think they have the better superstar players that can break through defense in this. I think it goes the distance. I think the Islanders are a much better team than they were last year. But I'm going to take Tampa Bay in seven. I think it's that close, and it's going to be that good of a series. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm also taking Tampa in seven. And what honestly, I don't care what Pat says to this, but I'm going to say I think the Lightning are going to win. I'm going to root for the Islanders to win because I'd rather play them. And I think, like you said, Vasilevsky, he's going to win them the series. I mean, simple as that. Seven more depth. I just like how they play better. Yeah, Tampa and seven. Uh, so I know I said that. I think if the Islanders see the cup, I think they're gonna win it. Even though I'm not 100% sure. That's that's just a, a weird thought I have. I still like Vegas overall, but I was just a weird thought I had that I might back up if it ends up coming true. But I gotta go in the series. I'm gonna have to fade you two. The Islanders to me, they just have that intangible energy. That I love, that I just haven't seen out of Tampa. I don't know what it is, but the Nassau Coliseum has been rocking. They got full fans in there. I got a, I got a feeling that this series is going to be won. Is going to be won by the Coliseum, and I think I think the Islanders have that toughness. I don't think they're going to make the same mistake they did last year. Uh, I, I mean, they're Pat, definitely a better team than they were last year. If it goes into Game Seven, they're not, they're not playing at the Coliseum. I know, I, don't know. I know they're in Tampa. Right. They're in Tampa, but I think this series will be won because of Nassau Coliseum. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be down in this series a few times, and they're gonna need those wins at mm-hmm. home. You know, like Game yeah. Three and Game Five, uh, or Game Six. And I like. I th- I think the Islanders are a better team than they were last year, and I just don't see Tampa repeating. I think they're super good, but I like. I like the Islanders in seven. They're just the. I think the Islanders just have that energy to come out of this conference this year. I would agree with you. But the only thing is, Anders Lee is not there. And if Anders Lee was there, I would say potentially it, it'd be like a one-goal game in Game 7. But I think when push comes to shove, the playoff experience, especially without your captain in the lineup, I think that really makes a difference in that. So that's why I'm going with Tampa, and I think Sean would agree with me on that. Um, and then a series that I don't think anyone expected, at least on one side, uh, Vegas and Montreal. Um, 
Obviously, Montreal swept Winnipeg and Vegas off a brutal, off a tough series against Colorado. Um, this is a matchup of elite goaltenders in Carey Price and Mark Andre Fleury. Even though Carey Price doesn't put up great regular season numbers, um, he is always clutching the playoffs, and he comes in and he makes the big time plays. Now, I'm looking at the matchup behind the bench here. Dominique Ducharme for Montreal. He outcoached Sheldon Keefe and came back from 3-1, and then he dominated the Winnipeg Jets in every asset. I think looking at this, and then you look at Pete DeBoer on the other side, um, he has a great history of getting to the final. He has a great history of playoff greatness with teams. I think looking at this, all signs point to Vegas and Pete DeBoer. But I have a feeling Carey Price can steal a game. I don't think it's going to be a complete blowout. He might steal a game or two, and that's why I think Vegas will win in six. And also... I know that me and Sean have talked about this off air, but that atmosphere in Vegas is loud. It is loud, and Montreal hasn't experienced anything like that. Right. And I think that's going to be the X factor in this series. It's going to be T-Mobile Arena, just like you think Nassau Coliseum is going to be the X factor. I think T-Mobile is going to be the X factor. Absolutely. And I mean, the Canadians haven't played in the stadium with more than 25% fans all year. You're going in Vegas, game one, 100% rocking in the conference finals. I mean, if we play like we did against the Avalanche, we will be pounding them. I think they're going to crap the bed in the first period, have absolutely nothing. They might get like three shots because they haven't played a legit team at all this year. And I don't want to say, I don't want to underestimate the Canadians. Okay, that's the last thing I want to do. I might give him a game or two. I don't think it's going to be a sweep, like Richard said. And I'm, I'm, I, I, obviously, I'm picking Vegas. I don't think it's really going to be that close, but definitely not as unclose as you think it would be. So I'm picking. I'll, I'll stick with. Yeah, I'll, I'll say Vegas in six too. I like Vegas in six. No chance. Vegas is winning the thing. Winning this thing in five or four. There's. I know. I say it every series. Pat, but I there's can... this. I gotta be what, safe. What? I can't look like a cocky fan. No, I understand. I got you know. It's understandable. It's understandable. <laughs> I don't care because yeah. I'm not a Vegas yeah, yeah. fan. So I'm gonna say. I mean, I mean, I said it every series, but at some point, it's it's gonna be the end of the line. They're just not that good. They're not that good. They've had, they've run up against teams that played some of their worst hockey, uh, and got screwed with Mark Shifley. Um, Vegas is very very good. They're not going to let them hang around in any of these games. They're going to just beat them down. I you I want to say four, but just to cover my bases, I'm going to say yeah. five. Vegas in five, it's going to be easy. I think they want to win in T-Mobile. I wouldn't be shocked if they win in Montreal in four, but I think they want to bring it home in T-Mobile. All right, so that is going to wrap up our NHL segment. Thank you so much for listening. We have fun doing these for you. And, uh, you know, show some support on the Instagram. Check us out. So see you later. Sellouts. Oh,